Warning, show me your news approaching. This week on Show Me Your News, Fire Emblem Madness with Ike and Castle Siege, plus the subspace Emissary. We cover them all in this week's rundown. Ike has been officially announced as a playable character, and even though it's been about 15 months since we last heard of a brand new character in the Smash world, the feeling's still just as sweet. What possibilities lie in the Brawl universe for Ike, and what does this mean for the rest of the Fire Emblem franchise? Castle Siege, a Fire Emblem stage, followed just after Ike's debut. While we've been getting new stages for a while now, it's just as good to get more information on the ones we already know of. What makes this stage unique, and is it really the best for the Brawl world? The Subspace Emissary ended off the week, and boy did it ever! Check out all those screenshots, plus a movie! As Brawl's Adventure Mode got its public form shaped, what are the reactions? Could this be something that will make this game just about perfect? This week's Show Yourself features Rhyme. What's his Smash background and what crew is he part of? What character is he hoping for most for Brawl? You'll have to listen to find out. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Blizzard, and he centers around the idea of what a stage creator would be like. Take a journey with him as he envisions how the stage creator would guide you through the process of making your own level with platforms, customization, music, and all. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me a news! This is Show Me Your News, a Super Smash Bros. Brawl discussion podcast. All support comes from Smash World Forums at smashboards.com and from the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. And now, here's your host Yoko with... What's good, Smash fans? Welcome to Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. My name is Yoko, and I'm back once again this week to go over the news from the past week for you all in audio format. Today is August 5th, and this is week 5 of the podcast, and with the updates this week, it promises to be the best one yet. There's no podcast news again this week, so let us get right into... The Rundown. Warning, Challenger approaching. That's how Wednesday, August 1st update introduced us to the next Super Smash Bros. Brawl character, the exact same way Melee had introduced newcomers in the last game. And who else gets the nod this week? But Fire Emblem's own Ike. Now, conveniently, two weeks ago on week three of Show Me Your News, we had a Brawl viewpoint from Kles Mint discussing the chances of Fire Emblem characters. If you don't recall, Kles gave Ike the best chances to make it into the game, and two weeks later, Sakurai does the same. Of course, I'm not saying that Sakurai listens to Show Me Your News, but the timing is certainly rather neat. I personally have never played Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, but I certainly have known what Ike looks like for quite some time now, and I am definitely a supporter of having him in Brawl. I mean seriously, the two-handed sword in one hand is just nuts. Plus, now that Fire Emblem has been localized in more places than just Japan, people will actually know who this guy is. Ike's potential in Brawl is rather astounding, for as many people that main Marth in Super Smash Bros. Melee, the popularity for these kind of swordsmen is already quite high. 
It is pretty safe to say that there will be a good number of Smashers who will main Ike simply because of how well Marth was shown in Melee. The Fire Emblem franchise base has already been set in the Smash Bros. world, and expansion of such a fan base is only imminent. Sure, we could talk about how amazing Ragnall looks, we could talk about how awesome Ether's going to look, we could talk about how Ike looks manlier sans tiara, and we could even discuss how capes make anything look infinitely cooler. But that really doesn't affect the game experience itself. Instead, what had me curious is that Ike was announced as a playable character before Marth and Roy were. It is common assumption around the Smash Bros that Roy is probably going to get the boot since he was only in Melee to promote his game Fire Emblem Sword of Seals, which was Japan only. But most believe that Marth would still be in there because he was the original Lord character from the franchise, and it would be like kicking Mario out of the game. We have to take a few points in mind though when we're comparing Ike, who's already confirmed for Brawl, and Marth, who, speculation aside, is still on the outside looking in. The overarching point that Sakurai has made clear is that he's trying to remove clones from the game. Aesthetically, it'd be rather challenging for the Nintendo novice, who the Big N is obviously trying to specifically sell the game to, to tell the two Fire Emblem Lords apart. Swordsmen with blue hair and fancy armor? Obviously we as Smashers could tell the difference apart in a heartbeat, but you have to realize where Nintendo's marketing perspective has been all this time. From the Smashers point of view on clones though, I'd like to specifically point out the screenshot in which Ike is aerial attacking Link on Bridge of Elden. It seems to me that Ike moves in a similar graceful manner that Marth does in the air. We all know that characters have their own feel to them, even clones such as Marth and Roy had different feels. While Marth was a smooth slicer, Roy was more of a heavier powerhouse. If Ike and Marth would have similar feels, then it totally defeats the purpose of having them both in the game. Above all else though, the weaponry hints at a blend of the two Fire Emblem Lords, if you ask me. Roy's Swords of Seals was a large sword whose middle section was absolutely devastating, especially when used in forward smash fashion. Marth's Falchion, on the other hand, was a more slender sword with a tip that was truly annihilating if the foe was in the right position. If we take a look at Ike's Ragnow, it seems to have the best of both blades. The fact that it's a two-handed sword gives way to the fact that it is heavy and will have a powerful broad attack like Roy had. Looking at the end of the blade, on the other hand, Marth's cliche word, tipper, just screams out at you. It really makes me wonder if Sakurai is specifically trying to combine the best points out of Marth and Roy in Melee to give way to Ike as he drops the two Fire Emblem characters. I know it's not what Marth fans want to hear, but if we take a look at the evidence given to us so far, they are logical conclusions. Oh, and uh, yes, if you are still wondering, I would love a cape, thank you. One of those long ones that go down on the ground that billow in the wind, because that'd be tight. And come on, you know that you want one too. The week certainly started off with some interesting updates. Monday gave us the Donkey Kong Final Smash Conga Beat, in which the ape breaks out the bongos to become gigantic. What's interesting about his Final Smash is the player interaction with it. You can play along with DK, so it seems like the final strength of the attack is variable depending on how well you do. This is a new mechanism for Final Smashes and is intriguing to see how it could be used similarly in the future. On Tuesday, we got more Animal Crossing tidbits as the Pitfall item made its debut. Think of it as a motion sensor bomb that causes holes to be created in the stage instead of exploding. This item would be devastating if it was placed on the bottom ledge of a stage, assuming that a hole would be created there, but for now, all indications lead to the stuck effect. However, it would only strengthen the argument of items being banned for tournament play in Brawl. Now, while these were good updates, they really were similar in the level to the kind of updates that we've been getting previously. The latter half of the week, however, basically made this the best week of updates on all so far. Wednesday gave us the confirmation of a stage we already knew existed, but it was accompanied with plenty of screenshots. This level is dubbed Castle Siege, and it is a Fire Emblem stage. 
As was long suspected, what makes this level different from others introduced so far is the fact that it isn't a moving stage per se, but the battle will take place in completely different settings. We have all become familiar with the overworld since it's been shown in trailers and screenshots even before this update. Without the impending fiery projectiles, it seems like a relatively normal stage. However, these fireballs eventually will cause the overworld's floor to collapse, sending the players into the throne room of the inside of the castle. We've seen bits of this stage before as well, with stone statues holding the platforms. Since it has debuted in trailers though, I never understood why there were stone statues for a Fire Emblem stage. Sure, it looks like the inside of the castle, especially with the logo on the flag. But is it just me, or do these statues seem like they'd come out of Kid Icarus? To me, they seem to have more of the Greek god feel to them instead of a medieval lord or whatever they might be. Regardless, Sakurai makes us aware that these statues can be destroyed. Just like the overworld's floor. And the platforms in Skyworld. When these statues are destroyed, the platforms only become slightly tilted as they have some other apparatus supporting them to begin with. Part of me really hopes that this doesn't become a trend. I'm all for characters interacting with their environment, but there has to be more ways to do so than just having objects be destructible. Even if it means the background of a stage is affected due to characters' attacks or whatever, that's what Sakurai and his team are getting paid to create. While destroying things may be fun, it's very possible that if the effect is overused, it'll become cliché far too fast. And if the statues weren't enough, the underworld's floor breaks too over time. We only got a teaser of this here as the characters are free-falling to their next destination. Where could this be? Well, it'd certainly be lame and illogical if there was a loop back to the overworld, but wherever it is, it certainly is interesting to consider a free-falling battle, even if it only lasts several seconds. Hey, can anyone say, footstool stop chances galore? Friday, August 3rd. Happy birthday, Masahiro Sakurai! Oh, what's this? A gift for us? Oh, you shouldn't have. In the first update that truly defined how amazing these blog postings can truly be, we were asked, what is the subspace emissary? Well, simply, the subspace emissary, according to Sakurai, is a robust side-scrolling action game which emphasizes character development. You'll see many famous characters persevering under the weight of their personal histories, shouldering their unique burdens. Basically, you can just call it the Incredible Adventure Mode for Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Who could this subspace emissary possibly be? Well, it's whoever you want it to be, since we really haven't been told that either. Included in the update was a 42 second video, so let's touch on that first. There really wasn't too much new information to the video. About 75% of it was basically the This World update from two weeks ago in video form. We did learn two things, however. That guy, as we've decided to call him, is really, well, those guys. The halberd comes and drops off many copies of that guy, so it seems that he will be more along the lines of the generic enemy for the mode. Now, in response to the danger, two characters come to Mario and Kirby's aid. They are the two princesses, Zelda and, you got it, Princess Peach has made her debut on the Smash Bros. website. And with a four-character team pose, the video ends, leaving us salivating. Aside from that though, that was all the video taught us, excluding from the fact that the graphics are looking just awesome. However, the screenshots certainly have caused more intriguing speculation, and there are three in particular that do just that. First, let's take a look at the screenshot with the hovering object shooting projectiles down at Samus charging up along with that guy doing the same. Since that guy normally doesn't carry a gun of some sort, it is possible that those guys can copy special moves. This fact is actually rather plausible since it would actually give him some purpose 
instead of making him just a generic punching bag. However, hopefully they just don't become a mirror, so to speak, and actually have AI to use the moves properly, instead of just using them whenever you use the moves. Because frankly, we all know that that would get rather annoying. The next screenshot to pay mind to is the one with the gray and red pissed off sheep thing chasing Fox. John Knight 1 of the Smashboards community made an interesting observation in post 18,696 of the What's Going On with Smashboards.com thread. He attaches many sprites of an enemy virus from the game Mega Man Battle Network 4, citing that they're called Molocos. If you haven't looked at this post yet, I highly recommend you do, because the resemblance is extremely uncanny to the character chasing Fox in the screenshot. Now obviously the question to ask is, what does this mean for Mega Man's chances? Well the only intelligent answer is that it most certainly does not confirm him by any means. However this definitely does not hurt his chances at all, and one could even say that it helps them. To what extent to which it does though, that's very slim. This is merely going to be one of those things that down the line if Mega Man truly ends up in Brawl, we'll be able to cite this as the first hint of his appearance. And if these Molokos are claimed as original Smash enemies, well then we obviously know where Sakurai and his team took the design from because that's just way too similar in my opinion. Thanks for the insight, John Knight 1. The last green shot that has people buzzing is the shot with Pitt addressing a mysterious green-haired figure. Since the mode is going to emphasize character development, as Sakurai stated, it has become the general consensus that this figure is none other than Kid Icarus's damsel in distress, Palutena. Whether she'll end up as a playable character or not, well, we just cannot say. But would I be in favor of her addition? Well, why not? Sakurai has claimed that he wants more female characters in the game, which is obvious that Nintendo is trying to expand their intended audience with their games. Aside from Peach, Zelda, Samus, and Nana, these female characters are extremely lacking in numbers and could use a boost. The only real question is if it's reasonable to expect two Kid Icarus characters in Brawl when Kid Icarus is a new franchise to the Smash world. Now Fire Emblem was the last franchise to do this with Marth and Roy in Melee, but since they were clones, that argument becomes rather defunct. Palutena would most likely attack with a scepter, a very original and unique weapon choice, and it would still differ from another potential female addition, Crystal of the Star Fox franchise with her staff from Star Fox Adventures. Again, it is truly all speculation, but it is intriguing to think about, and we will be able to cite these if the ideas really come to life. Now this mode is going to cement Brawl as one of the best games ever created. Smash Bros. has always been known for its fantastic multiplayer, and while that's been expanded on as well, the single player is looking like it'll become something of high repute. We only know so much right now, so we can only speculate about so much right now. But you can be sure that when the website covers news about the subspace emissary, you'll hear it covered right here on Show Me Your News. Rumor Central I had to quickly touch on this as I will every week when something like this surfaces outside of the Smash Bros website. Game Informer had an interview with Legend of Zelda director Eiji Aonuma who had the following to say about Brawl. I've been working with Sakurai for a very long time with this new Smash Bros because the Wii came out and when discussion for a new Smash Bros took place nobody could think of anyone other than Sakurai working on it. He was the kind of the default and I was very happy to hear that he would be working on it. Actually my designers did work on the designs for Sheik and Link and Ganondorf, so they submitted the initial designs and when it would fit in the Smash Brothers Brawl environment, they've had to tweak some of the designs. But Sakurai has brought these altered designs to NCL. We're working very closely with the team of the Smash Brothers Brawl to make sure that these characters look their best. This is probably as close to a confirmation as we're going to get without it actually being a website update, or at least yet. 
Ganondorf has pretty much been a shoe-in, but the Sheik news is rather surprising. I just hope they make Sheik a separate playable character though, even though she is Zelda's alter ego, the addition of Sheik basically ruins Zelda's character in Melee as she was pretty much only used as a bypassing means to get to Sheik. Regardless, this is to put the news out there so that we can reference it when we get the official update in the future, assuming that this is true. So that does it for the rundown, now it's time for the second week of... Show Yourself. This week's Show Yourself comes to us from Rhyme, so listen to him discuss his Smash background and Brawl hopes. While I hadn't originally intended to show myself, the list of candidates isn't that long, so I hear. My name is Alexander, but those who know me in the Smash community know me as Rhyme. I'm a recent graduate from Minnesing Valley High School, and I intend to study electronic game programming at Champlain College. For those of you who live in or near the Burlington, Vermont area, yes, that was a challenge. I want to smash with each and every one of you when I get up there. I'm always looking to improve my game. That's my motivation to smash, along with meeting new smashers and, of course, having as much fun as possible. I'm part of the crew, Take No Prisoners which is made up of every dedicated smasher within half an hour of Minisync. That only happens to be four people, myself included, but it's good enough. I've been playing since Smash 64, when I played Pikachu. Back then I had no idea a tier list even existed. I had no idea what Z-canceling was, and I didn't even know you could shield grab. Basically, I was a total noob. My skill has definitely improved in Melee and I know pretty much every technical term used to discuss the game. I recently joined the competitive scene, perhaps one of you remembers me from MLG Farmingdale or Smashtality 3. My crew also has private Smash Fests with a Delaware crew every other month. Those are always entertaining. My main, or I mean Purple Samus because I love Metroid and I think the character is fun to play. My secondary is Falco for basically the same reason. Started out as a fun character for practice matches, although I really didn't know who he was before Melee. As for Brawl, anyone who has talked with me probably knows that Dark Samus is my most desired character, and will be my main if she makes the roster. Of course, her chances are arguably crappy, but I definitely have hope. And that's it for my informal introduction. If anyone has any additional questions, feel free to harass me on the boards. Great job on the podcast so far, Yoko. I appreciate all the hard work you put into these things. Great job, Rhyme. Alright, now it's time to get ready for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Blizzard. Have you ever wanted a stage creator mode in Smash Bros? Well, you're not alone. Blizzard here is one of the same sort of idea, so let's hear how he would envision such a mode for implementation in Brawl. Hi listeners, my name is Blizzard from the Smash forums, and I'd like to invite you into something of my line of thinking for around two to three minutes. Something that must have crossed your mind is a special feature that has not urgently been needed in the Super Smash Bros. series, but will conjure up some interesting results is a level creator or an editor. Wow, what an idea, huh? I can imagine myself creating my own levels in the shape that I want, the effects that I want, the music that I want. So let's break it down a little, shall we? 
Alright, first there'd be a blank screen, right? Nothing there, let's say. First, you'd want to pick the level basics. Now the question is, should these custom levels be allowed to have a scrolling screen? I don't think that'd be appropriate myself. Even a platform level, like Bridge or Veldin, or just a normal floating level like Battlefield from Super Smash Bros Melee. Thus, depending on which one you choose, the new league design level would have those characteristics. So after that, there'd be a tile selector as such, featuring an entire library of existing map shapes from the levels that you have unlocked previously. So I'll choose that from Yoshi's Island, that from Battlefield, and that from Skyworld. Okay, I've put together a few shapes, looks pretty good. Now what? Simple shapes just won't do. It'll make things boring. So, will these shapes destruct? Will these shapes move? Will they rotate in some way? And will they have a custom path drawn by the Wii Remote? Endless possibilities, and that's just for the kinetic features. Super, so you've made some static platforms, some moving platforms, sweet, some even overlap. So the basics are set out. You have the level design, now what, a theme? No way. Yeah, you'd have to choose which theme you'd want it to be based on, and thus the background image or animation would change. So say if you wanted a bit of Yoshi's Island action, then you choose that. The level shapes you've just placed will change colour and theme magically. So you're halfway there already. So what else would you look forward to in a custom level editor to add into your level? Maybe some scenery? There'd be some already to pick from the side menu or whatever. So whack some of that in. Fantastic. It's finally coming into shape. Now what? That's it. Custom music. This has to be a feature implemented into Super Smash Bros. Brawl. It's been demonstrated in previous Wii titles such as Excite Truck. You can't actually think of anything else as being silly. <laughs> Off the topic slightly, Excite Truck featured this so sneakily that it took me two or three months of owning the game for me to find out that it was there. <laughs> this is an idea, an extra idea. You get to buy special game music from the Wii Shop for 100 points to feature in your custom level. Especially made for custom level use in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. That would go down well, I'm sure. Or the most convenient alternative would be use an SD card, unofficial, but what the heck. Any game track you want. The only downfall would mean that you'd have to find a track that loops perfectly, or a more simple problem that you'd have to insert that SD card into the machine that you're playing the custom level on. But I'll come back to that later on. Okay, so you've selected your favourite Metroid tune that will play in the background. But more importantly, is your level playable? Don't be silly, you've got to choose spawn points first. Otherwise, where are the characters going to appear from? You better have space for four though. You'd also need to select where the items drop. So, apart from that, you've got your basic level design your music and your spawn points. So what else? Well the answer to that would be to save it. Give it a quick name if it's appropriate. And I guess the whole file would be saved to SD card. Not exactly piling on the megabytes if you think about it. The music file will probably take up more space than the actual level design. So there you have it, your own custom level. Would this not only test the best best of smashes, pardon pardon me. But they're also the imagination of the uh, average smashers that would also like to make an impression on the world. Talking of that, would it be possible for players to upload their newly created levels? 
then the most popular levels will be put onto a top 10 list. Players would then be allowed to download these levels provided they have the correct files. Then the community would be buzzing all over the world. Well, that's my idea. I've said it now. I hope you think positively about the idea too. I've been seeing the forum threads such as design your own Super Smash Bros. Brawl level, etc. And I think the game will reach legend status if this does in fact feature in the final product. From my own personal experience, it made games like Time Splitters last a lot longer than they normally would. But ultimately, I'd be really ecstatic. Oh well, I better be off. Thanks for listening. Terrific, Blizzard. I've never thought about that kind of idea before, but that'd really be something if they could get it to work into the game. And that'll do it for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your brawl opinions and views played here on Show Me Your News? Send a WAVE, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com to have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single-spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Show Me Your News. I'd like to personally thank Blizzard for sending in his Brawl viewpoint, and I'm always in need of your viewpoints, so send them on in. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the Show Me Your News topic and general Brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com. Now last week I hoped for something elaborating on this world, so for this week I'll venture a guess that we might be getting a Pokemon music sample amongst the updates. With that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. All support comes from Smash World Forums at smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. This week's shout-out goes to Take No Prisoners. Ryan got your name out there, and hopefully I can look forward to smashing with you all online in Brawl. Keep it up, fellas. Show me a new! Those of you waiting around this week expecting a Yoko Barbershop Quartet, well, you're wrong. This week I'm bringing you Yoko Unplugged.
Thanks. I'll see you next week.